Welcome to the True Spirituality with Ange podcast. I'm here to bring you a version of spirituality that will uplift you, inspire you, and make you feel good. Your belief system does not matter. Everyone is welcome. And along the way, I hope I will help you to build your own spiritual blueprint that will make you feel 100% good about yourself. This is what I have done for myself, thanks to my intuition. So come along for the ride and let's light up the world. You don't need to be religious or even to believe in God. This is an inclusive and diverse space. Let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of True Spirituality with Ange. Today's episode is going to be slightly different from the rest of the tone of this podcast generally, because um, my goal always in life is to be inspiring, uplifting, and to give you, um, you know, useful information. But today, I feel a responsibility to do this episode on cults. Um, entitled Cult Proofing Your Spiritual Journey, uh, because there is um, a very, very high risk when you are on your spiritual journey that you will come across uh, people who are going to um, deceive you and try to rope you into cults, okay? I've just finished watching a Netflix series that was released in July this year, 2023, um, <clears throat> called How to Become a Cult Leader. And I have to say, uh, I'm, I'm kind of a bit traumatized by the series. It's so uh, blood curling, it's so um, fear instilling. Um, and I'm not one to instill fear. So instead of, and I think the documentary was very well done, but one of the things that it lacked is, um, because obviously it wasn't this, his, his purpose, the purpose was just to expose the methods, but it didn't give you the tools in order for you to protect yourself and to uh, be aware of what's going on, okay? So this whole episode is going to be, hopefully, um, your antidote to um, cult culture and cult methods. And one of the reasons why I decided to uh, do this episode is because I realized after a little bit of research that in 2023 alone, the press has reported on no less than 10 cults being exposed um, uh, in all around the world. And it's press uh, like the New York Times, The Guardian, the BBC, um, Times Magazine, you know, serious media. Uh, the so yeah, a one to two a month. It's just been it's it's just very disturbing to be honest. Um, and I after I watched this documentary, How to Become a Cult Leader, which I think is very very well made. Um, one of the things that stood out for me is that cults right on the back of traditional toxic religious dogma okay so i will define what dogma is a little bit further into this episode but it's important for you to understand that all these cults the the way has been paved and i will talk about the religion i was brought up in uh, which is catholicism on really toxic dogma that first put women 
uh, as inferior to men. Um, and, um, you know, so I'm going to give you a few of the examples that I heard that were constantly rehashed in all these cults. The idea of the original sin, the idea of hell, the idea of Satan, evil. Uh, and of course, they were there to protect you from evil. Actually, the evil was in the apple, right? The need to be pure, to purify yourself. This is something that really makes me uncomfortable when people start to talk to you about purifying, about detoxing, about, you know, we're not pure, we're human. You know, every day we have to go to the toilet to, you know, uh, excrete uh, the toxins from our bodies. We can't pretend that we're not. Um, also, cults ride on the idea of messiahs and prophets, you know, um, on the second coming of the Christ or maybe the end of the world. Uh, they also either impose celibacy, which is very, very toxic, and it comes straight from Catholicism. Let's just honor them for their brilliant ideas or arranged a marriage, which is something that oh, in the Western world we've only just come out of, but still exists very, very strongly in other culture and other part of the world. So this is how, you know, traditional religions have paved the way for cults. I personally think that actually traditional religions have a lot of the same things as cults, but this is not the purpose of today's um, episode. And I, I don't want to offend religious people either, but I will say that when you ask someone to believe something that is uh, against um, both logics and morals, uh, then you are paving the way to indoctrinate people. There's a lot of indoctrination in religion. And somehow this actually uh, prepares people. And, and, and not only in religion, in politics, um, even in medicine. There's, there's always, there's lots of hidden agendas. There's lots of propaganda. And, and we think propaganda is the thing of the past, you know, from our great-grandfathers, whatever it is. But it's still very much... Um, Active and the people concluded the the and I agree with them. The people who did the documentary concluded that now is the perfect time for cults to thrive because we're disillusioned because we've been through so much. We're tired. We're uh, we've we've been through a lot of challenges and and a lot of um, difficult times and and people need hope. People need someone or something to lift them up. And you know. Um, it could be a podcast like mine, I'm hoping that it's going to be, or it could be a cult, and you need to know the difference between the two. So um, I want to start first to explain to you what motivated me to create this podcast in the first place. And I hadn't realized that it was such a driver for me, but of course it's going to be. And the what happened is... Um, I did a gap year uh, when I was a law student in 1987. And during that gap year, I made a very good friend uh, who was an American girl. And she was into all things spirituality. So she was in tarot readings, she was into crystals, and she was, um, you know, into meditation. And I don't know if she was into yoga, but, you know, you, you get the idea. And this was completely new to me. Although we had had yoga classes with my mom when we were younger. Uh, but, um, you know, this whole spiritual thing was a new thing. And so we both, uh, you know, pursued that together. We talked about it. We recommended each other books, etc. cetera. Um, and then a, um, a couple of years later, she was actually roped into a cult, a proper cult. Um, 
And that was scary for me. I, I supported her for 10 years. Um, I, I stayed in touch for, for the longest time. And then when she finally came out of the cult, I, you know, I supported her. And I, I wrote an article on Medium about this. So if you want to go and check it out, it's called Spiritual Lawyer. Um, sorry, my handle is Spiritual Lawyer. And I'm part of the Taoist online member of writers. Um, so I won't go over exactly what happened. And, and, and some of the story is not for me to tell, even though she, I know she's written a memoir about it. But this made me very aware that um, in the spiritual communities, there's this, this thing in the background, this danger looming in the background. And this is also why I'm such a, a, a propen, um, such a supporter of intuition in spirituality and every aspect of life. Because when you have a strong intuition, this is your, um, you know, your protective um, alarm bell against things like that. But I want you to understand that the other safeguard, so to speak, um, to cult is going to be you becoming aware of your weaknesses. You, you having self-awareness. The less self-aware you are, the more prone you are going to be to someone manipulating you. Uh, but I do have some tips that I'm going to give you at the end. So I don't want to start on the tips just, uh, just right away. What I want you to understand, though, is that cult leaders are narcissists. And it's very, very similar to domestic abuse, which means these people have a persona. They have a front that actually has nothing to do with who they really are. They're incredibly charismatic and they're incredibly charming. They're funny even. They have wit. They're intelligent. And so at the start, you just think they're lovely and they know how to listen to you and make you feel important. And if you've not been listened or if you have a feeling that people don't listen to you, don't listen to you, if you have a feeling that you don't have any friends, you are going to be even more prone to the sirens that um, you know they, they come with. Does that make any sense? I pulled a statistic that made me believe that this is um, this is a very, very real risk. You know, you, you might think that it's never going to happen to you. Please don't think that. It's important to understand how these things work before it's too late. Six percent in the UK, six percent of the population, which is a walloping three million people, feel lonely often or always. Now, this is a big one as well. Imagine that then one of the biggest um, attraction of cults is that you feel part of a community. And at the beginning, you're not going to have the, the, you know, you're not going to be revealed what's really happening behind the scenes because only the cult leader and a very small group know exactly what's going on. And the rest of the people are, um, you know, lovely people like you, uh, slightly naive uh, who just want to be part of something good. You know, very often these organizations parade as um, be caring about the environment or caring about well-being or caring about um, animals. Um, from this documentary, if you have a chance to watch it, you'll see that they infiltrate every single area. And some of them run meditation groups. Now, you might have heard me say that I don't think meditation is the end and all of, of spirituality and that actually you don't need it on your spiritual journey. What's more important for you is to take responsibility for your own healing 
um, and work on yourself from an emotional point of view through therapy. And the other one is to hone your intuition. I think these two things are much more important than meditation, because suppose you hadn't done these two and you go into a meditation group that actually is run by a cult. You'll be sucked in with that before you know what's happening to you. Okay. So there are five kinds of cults. There's religious cults. There's self-help cults. Uh, there's success cults, new age cults, and personal cults. I'm not going to talk too much about all these different aspects, but you can see that they infiltrate even the coaching community in the UK. We had this big scandal in April about this um, this community or this this cult that um, 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 had a, a, a coaching organization. Uh, let me try and find it. It was called Insight Lighthouse. And what, what the problem with this as well is that it discredits the rest of, of that community. And when people become cynical, they're also quite prone to, to being roped in. Um, because deep down, they want to be convinced of the contrary, if that makes any sense. Now, what I want you to understand this is a very, very important part of this um, episode is that no one is immune to mind control, all right? You might think you're above this. You might think you're more educated, more intelligent. It has nothing to do with any of this. Mind control is just people knowing how to control your mind, and this can be done to almost everyone, okay? Um, I'm going to quote an experiment that was done in the 60s by um, a scientist at Yale University called Milgram. And although it's a controversial experiment, his um, motivation for doing this experiment is to try and understand how the whole of Germany had been you know, taken over um, by, by Nazism and how did this really happen? But this is very similar to cults. It's just on a smaller, cults are on a smaller scale. Um, and initially, uh, the he wanted to have two stages for his for his experiment. First, he was going to do it on American people, and then he was going to try on German and see if there was something in the German culture that maybe made them more susceptible to brainwashing. And he never had to do the German experiment because the experiment worked so well on Americans, and it was shown that even though Americans, you know, um, the highest value is freedom they were just as susceptible, or they were completely susceptible to brainwashing and mind control. Uh, the man that was selected for the um, experiment were between 20 and 50, so the age didn't really come into it, and they had varying levels of education. So again, I wanna say this very clearly because sometimes people think, oh, it's never gonna happen to me. I come from a, a, you know, a more privileged background or I have education. And by the way, I also want to say how courageous people are um, who are survivors of these cults for speaking up, because I can imagine there would be a lot of shame to have been duped at that level. Um, and and maybe, you know, you internalize this shame and these feelings of, you know, how could I let this happen to me? Um, so what the experiment did, it was... Um, giving instructions from a place of authority and the participants were said that it was important for um, science to do this experiment because it would help pe other people. So, um, and, that, and that's what people say in cults as well. And they were given instructions to deliver electroshocks to the students if they got the answers wrong. 
And um, the results were, um, <laughs> were truly disturbing. Um, 65% went as as far as delivering 450 volts. Now, I'm not... Um, I'm not a scientist and I wouldn't know, you know, how much level of pain that would inflict on someone, but they had actually actors um, doing uh, these experiments for the students and they were, they were shouting and crying in pain. So the people knew um, that they, what they were doing, they could see it and they still did it. And that was 65%, hundred percent went to 300 volts, which is just only just underneath. So this, these results actually blew the mind of the other scientists. All the other scientists before this guy did this experiment said to him, nobody's gonna buy into that. You know, there was this level of denial, um, what I call, um, you know, a, a false sense of, of um, safety that people can't be brainwashed. Um, and I want you to be aware of this study so that you understand that you are susceptible. You can't put yourself above it. And, and it's important we take that responsibility so that we um, we train ourselves to beware of brainwashing. And brainwashing happened at all levels of society. There's a lot of people who, you know, um, claim that the media is trying to brainwash us and there's, there's some of that level, but it's also important not to become then completely disillusioned and to throw everything. Uh, it's important to learn discernment. I guess that's what I'm saying here. Okay. Now, just in case you thought, oh, it was the 60s and it was only men, uh, the experiment has been repeated in 2006 with very, very similar results. And it was also done with women and there was no significant difference between men and women. Okay. The only difference is women were more stressed about what they did than men, but they, they did it anyway. As you might have guessed, I'm passionate about promoting true spirituality in all areas of life, which is why I created the True Spirituality Summit in July 2023. Seven amazing speakers joined me to talk about true spirituality within relationships, creativity, health, money, self-love, parenting, and trauma and healing. The summit is free, so why don't you check it out on the Thinkific platform? I am the spiritual lawyer there, and the URL is https column two forward slash spiritual lawyer in one word dot thinkific.com. So, and how they managed to do this is because they, um, they, managed to convince the person who was delivering the fake electroshock that they were their assistant. They were following instructions rather than take responsibility for their own actions. And this is a very subtle um, manipulation, but it worked a treat, okay? So uh, this, is, this is very sobering for me. Um, and it's led me to want to give you uh, my seven tips to cult proof your spiritual journey. Now it's not gonna be, you know, foolproof. There's always gonna be a risk. So just beware and and um so I want to balance what I'm gonna say with with the thoughts that, you know, 
I do actually believe that the world is 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 a good place. I do believe in the good of humanity. Um, just because there's a few bad apples doesn't mean that apples are bad to eat, um, and that humanity is you know gone to waste. But it's just being more aware, not being so naive. And personally, I am naive, and I like the fact that I I tend to give people the benefit of the doubt before I go the other way. But when we're dealing with your spiritual journey, because these people are so powerful and so good at manipulation, I feel I really need to be clear here. And I need to do this episode that is going to feel very different from the rest of the episodes on this podcast. Okay. So the very first thing you need to do is cultivate discernment. Okay. When it's too good to be true, be aware. Now, one of the things that really works for me is I don't like groups anyway. So if there's anything that involves a group setting, I'm usually very cautious. Um, But maybe that's not you. Maybe you love groups. So just beware also of group dynamics. Second, learn as much as you can about narcissism. Okay, narcissists initially are incredibly charming people and they can pull the wool over your eyes very, very easily. And they only reveal themselves when they know that you can't get out, okay? So they will first isolate you. They will maybe maybe make you do something illegal. So then they have something on you. If you try to betray them or leave them, they threaten to tell other people what you've done. They control your money or ask you for money through a pity story of some sort. This happens a lot on dating sites, so be careful of that as well. And they're always in a rush to get you to do something. So if anybody tries to rush you into signing up for something or joining, just be aware. There's no rush. There's no need to rush. Okay. So that's your red flags. So number one, cultivate discernment. Number two, learn about narcissism. You know, 50 years ago, nobody knew about narcissism. Today, people talk about it so much. It's easy to find that sort of information. So educate yourself, please. Number three, is learn to identify dogma. And I mentioned dogma to start with because I believe that religions have paved the way for these cults. I've went to the dictionary and here's the definition. Dogma is a belief that you are asked not to question, okay? And they are gonna make it personal. If you don't believe it, it means you don't trust me, okay? So there's a lot of dogma in Christianism and in, Catholicism. For one, the papal infallibility. Now, only those of you who are from Catholic countries would understand that, but why would the Pope never make mistakes? Uh, Are they above everything? No, they're still human. The divinity of the Christ, immaculate conception. I could, you know, make a list of all these dogmas that you're asked. And because um, little children go to church because their parents sent them there, they're very susceptible to uh, accept these ideas without questioning them. Because under the age of seven, you do not have the critical filter that enables you to have that discernment. So in a way, and I'm sorry to say this uh, and, and to make you feel bad about it, but changing, sending your kids to church, if you don't tell them that actually you don't agree with these dogma, but the rest of it is good, um, you are making them more susceptible to brainwashing by someone else because they've already taken on things that don't make sense. And they've already accepted it as, um, you know, as gospel. 
Because if you hear something often enough, especially when you were very young, you are going to stop questioning it, okay? Right, so that was number three. Number four, beware of the part of you that wants to believe in miracles and in quick fixes, right? People get scammed every day. It's the same thing. Scamming, domestic abuse, cults, they're all part of the same, I would say, group of people who are here to make them do what they want and to um, to rub, your, rub you of something, right? Whether it's your identity, whether it's your money, whether it's your um, your life. They, their um, ultimate goal is not the one that they're um, telling you, okay? Number five, recognize red flags, okay? I have eight that I wanna list. It's, it, it would really warrant a whole book. And I think there's books written on cults. I just can't recommend one to you at this point because when I looked into it, I couldn't find something that stood out that I would say, yeah, this is really good. But do listen to um, testimonials of ex-cult leaders because they will teach you a lot. And this documentary that I've just mentioned on Netflix, I don't know if it's available outside the UK. I really recommend you go and watch it. So recognize red flags. Um, controlling behavior, lack of trust, putting you down and then pretend it's a joke. Um, they have Jesus complex. They have special powers. They create conflict because when someone creates conflicts, it kind of destabilizes you and makes you feel uncomfortable. And that's when they can just ride in and, and do their thing. Gaslighting is a really, really big one. And also isolate you from your friends and family. Okay, so these are all red flags. If it starts happening to you, please leave. Even if they made you do something that's against your values or that's even illegal, still pull out at this stage because it's still time. Don't let them, because they're going to ask you to do more and more to get you more and more roped in and, and to make you feel that you can't leave. Otherwise, something bad's going to happen to you. Learn about, uh, number six is learn about what mind games are and how they work, okay? So very often people who want to manipulate you or, or play mind games, they are going to use intense emotional connection with you. So a lot of cult leaders actually um, start with a romantic relationship with them individually um, and, and they make you feel, and, and this is the case with Manson, I, I watched in the documentary, he made each girl feel very special and none of them knew about the other until they were so roped in that then he made them understand they were a group and they didn't question that anymore because he managed to play a mind game and manipulate them into thinking that was actually a good thing. This is what happened to my friend actually and I was shocked that she bought into it but now I can see that maybe I would have. How can I think that I'm not as susceptible as she is after the Milgram experiment? So they use an intense emotional connection. They play in your insecurity. So they will start by making you share everything that you're vulnerable about. And you'll think it's because they want, they're really into your intimacy with you, that they really want to listen to you or hear you. No, they're actually gathering information to be able to control you later. They lie and deny. They change the subject when you ask questions that they don't want to answer. They move the goalpost constantly. They use fear and control. And they project and triangulate. So triangulate is that they're going to use a third party to get into the conflict and to um, 
make you back off basically and projection is when they're lying they'll accuse you of lying so you don't notice their lie if that makes sense so you'll be defending yourself no no i'm not lying so you don't notice that that's what actually they're doing and then the other one is the silent treatment that's so effective especially if you're emotionally insecure you feel lonely or you've had some difficult experiences in the past silent treatment is very effective to make you feel like you know then you have this pull to try and make things better to get their attention again to get the, them to love you again so this is that like cold and hot shower um, that makes you feel uh, on edge, walking on shells, on eggshells. And then my last um, tip is to understand your weaknesses. As I said in the previous one, they're going to use that emotional connection to learn about your weaknesses if you don't understand them. And I'm going to give you an example, which is not from a cult, because I was lucky not to get into a cult, but I did get into abusive relationships. And one of the, my and I'm not gonna. I'm not here to name names or to you know um, uh, defeat you know um, specifically talk about someone. But what they knew, what they did, is they played on the fact that I didn't have a, a protective father as a child, so they came in as the protector, and it worked a treat, and I didn't see it coming. So this is how this is gonna happen. They will tell you what you want to hear, unlike real friends. I have the best of friends and sometimes they tell me things I don't want to hear. And that's how I know they're good friends. Okay. And I, I will be talking about the ego in other episodes. We all have an ego and our ego is very intelligent at pausing as something else. Okay. Um, one of the facts that I found quite blood curling in in the documentary is they said that the book that's called how to win friends and influence people is the number one book that is asked by prisoners um, to read in the US um, so you can imagine you have all these people what they really want is to be able to manipulate you and they have a self-help book to do that and they will learn the techniques and they will use them because you don't know how it works you're going to be the one who's going to be brainwashed, okay? They do things that make you feel amazing. Um, it's almost like hypnosis. And actually, one of the cult leaders um, that was talked about in the documentary had trained in hypnosis. Um, now, at the same time, I'm feeling really, really sad because the yoga, the meditation, the hypnosis, um, even the healing, they talk about, uh, you know, cult, cult leaders who pretended to do faith healings. All these things are actually... Um, things that I believe in to a certain extent and I, I I value these techniques but then it's the person behind it and uh, and what they do with it that you should be careful of okay um, the the massive technique that they use to rope you in is called love bombing what it is it's like over the top niceness over the top being romantic or over the top um engagement with you so this should be your warning sign if someone is too um too keen if they're too into your face if they don't want leave you alone and if they constantly want to learn about you etc 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 or give you gifts just be a little bit careful and i will say go to therapy this is so important so because you, you'll start healing your wounds and, and the more you're healed on an emotional level, the more susceptible, the less susceptible you are to these techniques. Um, gaslighting. 
please go and find out more about what it is. It's a form of psychological abuse that makes a person question their sanity, their memory, or the perception of reality. This is a typical uh, technique used by narcissists, whether in cult settings or domestic abuse, or even in scamming, as you know. I've just said that before. And if you react, what they'll say is that, oh, I never said that. Or they say, oh, you're so dramatic. Uh, or uh, they withhold important information. So you make a decision, but then you find out that you didn't have all the facts and you've been duped. Or they pretend that it's uh, that you need help or that it was only a joke what they were saying. Um, so there's many, many different aspects. Criticism, love bombing, narcissism, isolation, blame shifting, um, guilt tripping, all that stuff. And later in, in the podcast, I will review a book called Out of the Blue, uh, sorry, Out of the Fog, not Out of the Blue. I really recommend you read that book because it helps you, or it helps people who have been brainwashed realize what has been happening, but also lift the shame so that you can come to a place where you'll forgive yourself for having been a victim to, to these people. So I, as I was listening, one of the things that stood out for me um, was an experiment that the cult leader would do with all his followers, which was to put at your hand above a candle and he would pretend there was no pain even if you felt it. That's one way to condition yourself, not to trust your own feelings. No, it's not painful. Nobody else feels pain. So, and because no one else is saying anything, then you start questioning your own reality and what you're feeling, which is the pain. Okay. Um, so generally, if I had to conclude this um this podcast episode is I want you to learn about abuse and manipulation. Okay. And I want you to remember, because this is a, an, an underlying theme, the world does not need to be saved. Okay. If you find someone who comes here, who's here to save the world, just be careful. You don't, the world doesn't need to be saved. Yes. The media tells us so much um, negativity around what's happening in the world, because it's like a concentration of all the terrible things that have happened that we might believe the world is a horrible place but if you put things in perspective yes there's good and bad but it's not all negative and it's not all positive there's a balance there and um the idea if you buy into the idea that the world needs to be saved then you're more likely to be roped into these organizations okay they prey on open-minded loving lonely slightly naive but often intelligent people okay so never never believe and this is maybe very um i think it's it's very important within the context of true spirituality never believe someone who claims that they have a special connection to god or special healing powers i might talk about healing later we all have healing powers and what we do is we start with ourselves um so and also maybe more importantly if ever you start feeling confused that is something that should ring an alarm bell anybody who's making you feel confused you should run away from as soon as you can now i'm going to finish the episode with one um last aspect uh for people who have loved ones in a cult okay so i think it's important that you do everything you can to stay in touch 
um, try to get one-to-one time, but make sure that when you do, you're in a strong place so you don't get roped in, uh, maybe by people who are in the background. Um, share video from ex-cult members with the person if you can, obviously in a place where it's safe and where they, they won't be supervised by other people. And just know that once the person leaves, it can take up to five years from them to completely recover. So be patient, okay? So make sure you keep safe and um, and learn about all these things. I know this is not the first thing that most spiritual leaders will tell you to learn about, but I think um, because I care about you and I care about you keeping safe, um, this is the message I want to start this podcast with. And hopefully I won't have to get back to this message too often, but I will if I have to. So um, in conclusion, I just wanted to say that I've shared an article that I wrote on Medium about this in my in communities of heart-centered uh, entrepreneurs. And they almost unanimously shared with me that this is an issue that is really important to address in the coaching industry, in the mind-body-spirit uh, industry, uh, in the well-being industry, in yoga, meditation circles. So um, please um, share this message with as many people as you can so that we all keep each other safe. Thank you for watching. Bye for now. One more thing before I go. To celebrate the launch of this show, I'm giving away hundreds of pounds worth of gift cards. If you win, you get to choose whether you redeem these gift cards against my Trust Your Intuition Evergreen training or one um, of my business Akashic Records sessions or packages. So if you'd like to win one of these amazing prizes, there are two ways that you can enter. The first way is that you could give me um, a review on iTunes. I, I hope you have enjoyed listening to this podcast. And if, of course, you feel that this podcast is five stars quality, then you can rate the podcast with five stars. That would be amazing. But most importantly, I want your honest feedback so that I can incorporate it into future episodes and make it even better. All the reviews are entered into the prize draw, no matter how many stars you give me. Now, unfortunately, iTunes doesn't share the details of who has left a review. So I need you to save a quick screenshot of your review and email it to me at truespiritualitysummit at gmail.com. And if you're unsure of how to leave a review, go to theintuitiverevolution.co.uk forward slash podcast launch for all the details. The other way you can enter is by sharing one of my social media posts about the podcast on Facebook or LinkedIn. Again, to be entered into the prize draw, take a quick screenshot and email it to me at truespirituality.summit at gmail.com. Do both and you will be entered into the draw twice. And if you didn't quite catch all these details, head over to theintuitiverevolution.co.uk forward scan forward slash podcast launch for step-by-step -step instructions on how to leave a review and how to enter the prize draw.